Hello, and welcome to the Work Well podcast. The World Health Organization has identified the workplace as a priority area for health promotion. Why then does the word work have such a negative and unhealthy connotation for so many people? Think about it. We spend so much of our adult lives at work. Why should it be in a role or in an environment that doesn't support our health and well-being? My name is Brian Crook, and I'm on a mission to make workplaces more positive places to be and to make our working day as healthy and productive as possible. Join me on the Work Well podcast as I interview workplace well-being thought leaders and industry professionals to discuss how employers, employees, and entrepreneurs can lead the way by creating and sustaining the healthy, safe, and well workplaces of the future. Hello, and welcome back to the Work Well podcast. Today in the show, we're talking about engagement. A huge challenge for many organizations of late has been how to keep people and teams engaged while working remotely. There really is no one better place to discuss this than my guest today, Sheila Greeny. A born and bred Galway woman, Sheila is the site engagement lead for Cisco Systems Galway. Her role is all about the people experience and ensuring those that work there are happy, content, productive, and most of all, maintain a healthy work-life balance. Sheila has worked on many aspects of the Cisco culture and helped enormously to get Cisco Ireland to number one in the Great Place to Work list in 2016. They're also ranked in the top three after that, and they're now back in the number one position in 2020, something I know Sheila is particularly proud of. Ensuring people are happy and enjoy coming to work is something Sheila takes very seriously. Sit back and enjoy my conversation with Sheila Greeny. Sheila, hello and welcome to the Work Well podcast. Hey Brian, how are you doing? Good to see you again. You too, you too. It's been a while, it's been a while. You, you spoke at our, our Workplace Wellbeing event in Galway late last year. Feels like an awful long time ago now at this stage. How are you getting on? Yeah, yeah, considering with everything that happens daily, I'm doing pretty good. I'm adapting as best I can and I'm using my glass half full attitude to uh, to get us through this because it's just such unprecedented times. I can't I never thought with my job that I would be working from home and able to do it because obviously my job very much entails engagement and to me engagement means connecting and touching and feeling the product and I am now on my own doing none of that so yeah it's going well considering it really is very good yeah so and you're your Cisco Galway and am I right in saying there's about 200 people there you and the entire team are at home are they yeah so in Ireland uh, Brian we've an office in Dublin we've an office in Galway the office in Dublin is made up of sales predominantly and then the office in Galway is made up of engineers so all of us are are nationally are at home since lockdown we actually went a week before Ireland called a lockdown our CEO made the decision to close down all Cisco offices globally so yeah all our engineers are working from home and obviously we design technology to do this so no better time to test our product (laughs) in full whack Absolutely. So it's probably it's probably been a you know a good thing and a bad thing, I suppose. You've kind of been even forced into this situation 
but you know a lot of people I'd imagine are now utilizing your own technology you're utilizing the technology yourselves of course absolutely well, there's positives yeah and and we've been really immersed in that experience because not only are we I mean for us to be on video every day was the norm even in the office I was on video every day with the states or with the UK or with Europe doing it at home was just slightly different because obviously you don't have your nice office set up and your nice background so as you can see my background is in my little small single bedroom with uh, all my signage up to make do. But yeah, I mean, we've we've really had the opportunity with COVID in using our technology. And actually just last week, we won an award from Chambers Ireland for the ICU Family Link in UCHG Hospital here in Galway, where we donated all our telepresence units using WebEx to connect basically the patients that were in ICU with their family. So it was a phenomenal opportunity. We never thought we'd get that opportunity in such a pandemic as well as an opportunity to give back. Um, And then another good example was was, uh, the National School out in Spoffen. When the the schools were shut down, the principal of the school continued teaching via WebEx. So she came on one of our our comm sessions to talk to our engineers just to say, thank you. You're designing something that's now needed. The children could still connect, still get educated during COVID, you know, so we've had a fantastic opportunity to really showcase what technology can do, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I saw, I did see that, the uh, the ICU example. Yeah. That, that's fantastic, isn't it? People, so people in ICU were able to speak. Obviously, they, they can't, uh, families can't visit, but they were able to, to speak with them via. Yes. So basically what was set up and we worked closely with one of our, our local companies, IBM, who are here in Galway. Basically, our unit was in the ICU, our telepresence, our DX80s were in the the unit, which we donated. And then the family were out outside of ICU using an iPad on video. But the the immersive experience for the patient, because as you can imagine, and we all appreciate when you do FaceTime on a mobile phone, it's very small. If the person's elderly, they're not going to be able to see this. Whereas when you use one of our DXs, it's like a widescreen TV at the bottom of your bed and they could see their family clearly. They could talk to their family and and for the family, they could physically see how well their, their parent or their loved one was looking as well as talking. So it was a really, really feel good factor because I think that's the hardest bit for our employees. They've been working from home. They've been listening to it on the news and everybody's like, how can I help? And when you're working on a piece of technology that's actually in in the thick of it, it's a really good feel good factor. We actually had the nurse on from ICU in UCHG came on to one of our conversations to thank the employees. You know, so that's really it was really empowering. And I think that's the biggest thing out of COVID is staying connected, even though it's virtually, you know, still using technology to stay connected. Yeah, that, and it's a it's a perfect example of that of how you can use technology to to make that connection. And, exactly, and it's even before before all of this, really, uh, Cisco Cisco Ireland was ranked best medium sized workplace in Ireland on the Great Place to Work list, and actually globally as well, Cisco was recognised for 2019 as the the world's best workplace. So, what is it that makes Cisco such a such a special place to work? I have to say, and having the pleasure of meeting our CEO, he came to Ireland in 2018. It's from the top down. I mean, if your leaders believe in it, you're going to believe in it. I mean, the the ethos to great place to work is all about trust. And if you use that in every day of life, if you use it in your family home, if you lose in your workplace, if you trust your manager or if your manager trusts you, you're going to achieve success. 
And it's been very apparent for us at Cisco. We've really invested and Cisco globally has really invested in the great, great place to work brand because it's just allowed us a platform for openness, for honesty, for acting on results. You know, since since COVID, we've had a check-in once a month with our CEO and the ELT, the executive leadership team, checking in with all our employees. They've had provided us with doctors on these check-ins, you know, giving them as much COVID information as they can. How do you prevent yourself? How do you watch your immune system? And it just shows they really, really care. And I think that's the core to a great place to work. I mean, all the multinationals in Ireland have phenomenal benefits. You know, there's no one, you can't compare what makes us better than the other. But at the end of the day, they say, you don't leave your job, you leave your manager. And I think if you've got good leadership, it really does stand to you. And I think now more than ever, especially at the very early stages of lockdown, we all felt very unsettled, very insecure, a bit like a child, you know, but in our workplace. And so you needed those leadership to reassure you that you're going to be okay. And it's as simple as that. And I think that's to me, because I work very closely with Great Place to Work in Ireland, and I've learned from my peers in America and in all the different offices and countries that have one Great Place to Work for Cisco. We've all, we're all given the same messaging, and it's really come true. And, and I'm very proud to say, you know, we, we won it in 2016. We stayed in the top three. And then this February, just before lockdown, we won it again in 2020. So it's something we're extremely proud on. But it's not just winning. You know, when we started with Great Place to Work, we sat down, a core team of us, and said, well, what do we want to achieve here? Do we want the prize or do we actually want to make change? And none of us wanted the prize. We wanted to make change. Like the team isn't made up of leadership in Galway or Dublin. It's actually made up of engineers, of product managers, of people on the ground. And I think we were empowered to do that. They didn't want our senior leadership in Galway to run it. They wanted the people on the ground because they're the ones that know what's going on and how we can make continuous improvements. And, you know, and that was the, for me, that was the biggest reason, I think, is, is I said it from the top down, they just empowered us, you know. Fantastic. And yeah, I know the, the team at Great Place to Work Ireland as well. And I know they provide a really excellent survey as part of what they do. So that's, it's really useful for you then. So as you mentioned, you can, you can view where, where's any trust, where, where can we build on the trust here? Where, where are we in terms of leadership? Where are we in terms of engagement? For sure. I'm, just, I'm curious, have you have you been running any surveys or how have you kind of been adapting since lockdown then? So you, I mean, you, you achieved the award based on your your pre-COVID, you know, work, if you like. Uh, what kind of work have you been doing since then to, you know, to keep your team engaged? So I can tell you, when I, when we, when we got told we were working from home, the first thought and the feeling that came into my heart was anxiety because my job is about being present. It's about being on site. And I thought, how am I going to do my job? And in March, we normally have our annual sports day. It's a big fundraising event, but it's a great camaraderie. It's a, you know, we have managers versus staff football game. We have table tennis. We have loads of different activities. That was all canned because it literally was, we got called into lockdown the week before we also then hold a calm session every quarter, and that was due in March, where we all dress up in green. We always create a fun St. Patrick's themed photograph. Another thing I couldn't do, and I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And I really had to, you know, firstly, feel the fear and do it anyways, but also think differently, think virtually and think how our technology could help us do that. So we held our calm session. I asked all the employees to wear green 
children and all. And we did a virtual photograph in green and I sent it across to the, the states because obviously they love to see us. You know, they want to mark our, our national holiday. But that first calm session was the realization of the vulnerability we were all feeling and the importance of connection. From that, when I came off that call, I, I worked with the, the team of people that we were supposed to have our sports day going, OK, guys, we can't have a sports day. What are we going to do? And because, again, I, I keep using technology, the one part of the sports day we always end with is pint, a few pints and a table quiz. And we said, well, we could try doing the table quiz online. So we did. And we, we ended up hosting the table quiz that evening. And because people weren't having the sports day, they were extremely generous because they, you know, they, they, they donated a little bit more because they weren't signing up for soccer and the different things they would have paid for. And what happened, Brian, after that was just phenomenal. That table quiz, we had such crack, such fun. You know, I turned into a bit of a, a, a quiz master from RTE. I tell you, I showed some of them how to do it. <laughs> we ran the table quiz for 10 weeks because when we finished it, the guy said, can we have another one next week? And I'm like, oh, my God, no. I was exhausted. <laughs> but you know what? I literally, I got a different leader. I got a different manager. I said, you're on this week. You're creating the quiz because what happened was unique questions came from different people. So every week, sometimes they were easy. Sometimes they were way out there, the questions. But we had 10 Thursday nights, especially at the beginning of lockdown, where we did not talk COVID. You know, we had great fun. And over those 10 weeks, we raised 16,000 euro for charity. So from that kind of experience, Ryan, it just morphed into something. The next thing I decided to do was have a virtual barbecue. Because if you remember in May, we had phenomenal weather. And mm -hmm. I was like, normally we would have a summer barbecue in July. And I thought, oh, God, I have to do something here. Yeah. So I worked with the local provider, the Hanson Burger. They won the Burger of the Year Award for Art in Ireland, which was phenomenal. A local bunch of lads, fair play to them. They basically sent out a burger box to all the employees with fresh burgers, our patties, buns, sent it all out. I asked all employees for two things. I said, send me your favorite song and donate five euro to Pieta House. That was our charity of, of that uh, barbecue. And I created, and now that's what I call Cisco playlist. <laughs> and again, that evening, we all dialed into WebEx. I, I was like a radio station. We all played, played the songs, had requests, and everybody sent me in a photograph, or photograph of them having their barbecue in the garden used these photographs, created collage, sent it into WebEx Teams, which is a virtual online platform that we use to connect with each other. It's instant messaging, effectively. And everybody felt such good feeling of, oh, there's Sheila with her family. There's Brian with his family. Mm -hmm. And it made us all realize we're all in this boat. I'm not, nobody's out of COVID. We're all in the same boat. So it, it's just being creative and just being a bit silly, a bit daft. I mean, yeah. None of us like this on the on the cuff video, you know, you're looked at. But you know what? You have to create a bit of humor and you've got to feel the fear and do it anyways. And because everyone's going to find it, something funny out of it or anything. And it was just phenomenal. And again, I think we give a check to Pieta House that evening. Phenomenal money raised purely after having fun, you know. It, it, sound, it sounds like great fun, and but it's good to see as well that you, you didn't let your standards drop at all. So the number one great great place to work in Ireland organization, getting number one burger in the country <laughs> as well. 
exactly top burger burger of the year yeah you couldn't settle for the, the second best burger and, and 30 degrees of heat drive 30 degrees of heat <laughs> drive it's always seriously in may we we never get that you know so it just yeah. ended up being a phenomenal event and and that's what I've been doing literally for the last seven months. I've consciously made an effort every month that we're engaged. You know, when it comes to talk about well-being, which, which is your passion, Brian, mm-hmm. you know, that was the other element of the, the virtuality. Before we, we were in shutdown, you know, we, had, we turned a gym space from a data center into a gym space and we were bringing in Pilates instructors, bootcamp instructors. That's all gone. And now I know I have a cohort of people that are going to really miss that. I mean, we had phenomenal results from when we did that, Brian. People honestly say mm-hmm. they've gone from being, you know, obese to, to the thinnest they've ever been, you know, to, to their BMI being of a, an unhealthy number to a healthy number. So I was very conscious for that support. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rang up the instructors and said, look, how are you fixed about doing it on, on WebEx? Yeah. And they said, look, we'll give it a go. And I thought it was give it a go. It's that attitude of try it, fail, and you learn and move on. And I was going to ask you, did you do the virtual sports? Did you have a virtual sports day? We, we did. Virtual activities. <laughs> no, we didn't, unfortunately. We, we, we you know, the, the table quiz was, it, and that, I suppose, are the missing stuff, that, that, that actuality, how you do that. And then I'll bring it on to what we did come up with in July, Brian. We did a virtual walk. We walked from Galway to San Jose, which is where our headquarters are, for a charity called Cope Galway, which looks after the elderly, the homeless, a very vulnerable cohort of people right now, especially in COVID. We've done a lot of stuff at Cope Galway. It's a charity that's very passionate in my heart as a, as a fellow Galwegian. But basically, I had about 45 employees. I'd ask them to walk 10,000 steps a day. And if we did that for the 31 days of July, we would get to San Jose. I swear to God, Brian, we not only got to San Jose, we nearly got half the way back, uh-huh. you know. And again, I, I, I had a competition and I said the best photograph, the best selfie taken would win a prize. The best steps got a prize and the best effort of just getting involved. And again, I, I go back to, to WebEx, our instant messaging platform called WebEx Teams. It's a platform. I can only to, to explain it to people who are not familiar. It's like your WhatsApp. How you, we have it in teams. We have a group of people with the 45 walkers every day throwing in their photographs, throwing in a bit of banter, you know, reminding people, oh, I'm out walking today in the rain, get out and walk, motivating each other. And I think that's how we have to use technology, you know, to, because you can't have that conversation, that coffee dot chat, how you get yeah. on with your steps. So now we're using the virtuality. And at the end of that month, we raised six and a half thousand euro for, for Cope Galway, as well as you know, walking every day, getting out there, feeling good, having a bit of crack, you know. And I, no no prizes for guessing what, what song was top of your playlist for that on your on your way to San Jose. <laughs> Do you want me to sing it? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, well, I won't be singing it anyway, that's for sure. But almost every single initiative that you've mentioned there has had uh, like a give back element, a charity element. And I know that's that's... That's actually something that's often overlooked by organizations as, you know, a real um, powerful well-being, well-being initiative. It's that if people are actually doing, doing so, something good for others, they actually feel good themselves. So it's actually a really powerful well-being tool. And it's, it's not just during COVID, if I'm not mistaken. I think you, you have an interesting statistic that the site, as in the Cisco Galway, has raised over 25K a year on average, for the last 12 years for local charities. And there's only 200 of us on site. It's a very small number of people. Yeah. But you where, know, where does that kind of give back 
culture come from? It, it definitely, it's from the leadership. Like mm-hmm. in Cisco, we have what's called time to give. And they give us five days a year to give back. And that ne- doesn't necessarily mean working in a group. That's your own personal give back. Like when I used my own time to give two years ago, I actually worked a day in the nursing home where my father was a resident. So I got time with my dad. I got time off work, not affecting my vacation time. And I got time to be a volunteer in a nursing home, working with people that are more vulnerable than me. That initiative has morphed into something phenomenal. So what Cisco did this year because of COVID, they, they upped that from five days to 10 days, you know, and now I have 10 days. So at the beginning of COVID, I live in my own brine. I don't have family. So my family are my friends and obviously my extended siblings and my nieces and nephews. But in COVID, we were all locked down. I live in a very nice small neighborhood, a very mature neighborhood, a lot of vulnerable elderly people who are cocooned. And because I had time to give, I ended up shopping for four of my neighbors who were cocooners. Well, I tell you, Brian, the crack we had, because not only was I getting their daily paper and their pint of milk and they knew exactly what bananas they want, the type of oranges they want. I got to know what kind of food they liked. By the three or four weeks, I used to say, do you want me to do a bit of a secret shop? I used to end up buying, you know, a chicken Kiev, even though they just wanted a plain breast of chicken. Did you ever try a chicken Kiev? The fun I had, but the, 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 the feeling of giving back, it's empowering. And I think especially in COVID, if you're feeling you're helping someone, it just helps you cope with the anxieties that COVID is bringing. And Cisco has allowed that time to give. I mean, now I have 10 days to, to uh, support. We all do. And in actual fact, Ireland has ranked the second highest user of time to give for Cisco in Europe, which is a phenomenal achievement. It just shows you how much the employees care about giving back. The generosity, the money we've raised, Brian, I don't think Irish people really realise or give themselves enough credit. We're an extremely generous country. Like I have never, I mean, I've never asked anyone for a fiver or a tenner. They come forward and it's just, it's in us. It's in our DNA to be kind and especially help the needy. And I even heard that last night on the news all the feel-good factors that have come from COVID happened in Ireland. And it didn't happen in every other country. Instead of us going to the negative, we very much went to the positive. How can we help you? You know, And I think that's the, going back to the time to give at Cisco, the leadership, Chuck Robbins, our CEO, he's very clear about, you know, business is business, but giving back goes hand in hand. And if you don't have one, you don't have the other, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you you manage the, the CSR team as well, don't you? The corporate social responsibility. Yeah. So there's a lot obviously there's a lot of overlap there and a lot of the money you're you're raising there will go towards that. And is that kind of related to all these causes? Is that kind of through the, the CSR arm of, of Cisco that you're supporting? Or did you do you change that annually or has it changed because of COVID? No, it, nothing has changed in the sense. I mean, I actually, the, the, I was only talking to one of my CSR team this morning. We're actually on track at the moment to raise more money this year than we've done in the, I'm now nine years with the company. That to me blows my head because we're not together. We're doing mm-hmm. it all virtually, you know, but it just shows you if you put your mind yeah. to it. And I think people feel a bit anxious about the, the work involved because there is a lot more work involved virtually you can't have the the coffee dog hour come on sign up for the walker come on now and join the the, the yeah. bake sale you don't have that you know but you do have technology and if you just put your mind to it and send a quick message to someone will you join my walking team yeah. will you join the, the table quiz everyone will say yeah 
but they won't necessarily come forward as quickly. And I think that's the work involved. And I, thankfully, I suppose I'm blessed with a very gregarious type of character. I throw myself out there. I ask. And if they say no, they say no. If they don't, <laughs> you know. So if you get a, a few people like that on your team that aren't afraid to ask, mm-hmm. It's a start of, of making that, you know, because at the moment we're, we're actually at another step challenge with Irish Life Health. There are health providers. We're against 44 other companies around Ireland to basically it's the best of our steps per day per employee with a minimum of 20 people on the team. I'm pleased to say we're in the lead at the moment, Brian, but I have another week and a half to go. Sure, you, the, you wouldn't be competitive about that at all. Sheila. No, no, no. <laughs> I shouldn't, definitely not. But the, the fantastic thing about it, Irish Life are donating €10,000 to our chosen charity. So whatever company wins it, are going to win €10,000 for a charity just by walking. I mean, it's simple stuff, but it's it's just, you know, putting your putting yourself out there yeah. and trying yeah. these things, you know. That's brilliant. I know, the, I know the team at Irish Life Health well also. They they sponsor my event series. They're absolutely wonderful. So yeah, yeah whoever wins, uh, will, that'll have been well-deserved, but... Fingers crossed for, for Cisco Galway on that one. Please, God. Please, God, yeah. I, I was going to ask if uh, you're struggling for, you know, to manage or to maintain engagement with your colleagues at this time, but it, kinda, it, doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel like you are, perhaps. Are you, how are you finding it, or what are you noticing amongst your, your team at the moment, the remote team? At the very beginning of COVID, maybe four to five weeks in, we ran a survey with our employees just to check in, how are you doing? And it simply was. It wasn't to, to be hugely data-driven for any analytics. It was purely to see, how is everyone doing? Are you okay at home? You know, because we take for granted that, you know, I'm in a comfortable home. I live on my own. I have loads of space. You know, a lot of our employees are graduates. They're probably renting a room. They're new and they're early in their career. You know, they may not have had a setup where they were working at a kitchen table. So we did that survey at the beginning of covid we ran the exact same survey using the same questions again, maybe four or five months later. The, ch- the difference in the questions changed a lot, but the overall messaging of missing their colleagues was there. It never changed. Were they missing the office? No, because they know the office is not the office they remember six months ago, but they are missing their colleagues. And I really feel that. And we help, you know, that's why my role as site engagement manager has never been as important because I'm constantly checking in and host. Like we, we had 15 graduates start with us six weeks ago. You know, they've just right. come from university now. The, the, thankfully, a lot of them were already interns with us, so they knew the people. But like to start your very first job, basically yeah. in this in the security or the non-security of your own home with the laptop box, with this, you know, nobody to help you. It must have been hugely daunting. And, and you know, I had to do something I'd never done before and hold a WebEx all day for a full day, basically to be that sorry to bother you person. To be that, Sheila, sorry to bother you, but where is the, the stapler? He's sorry to bother you, but where is, how do I log on to this HR tool or that? You know, because... That's what's been lost. And I think staying connected, using our technology is something I spend a lot more time doing. But Mercy really enjoyed it because I think people are really appreciating it. It's showing you care. And all of us are doing that in every in every walk of life, in every job. Just show you care. And, yeah. and it's received so well, you know. Yeah, that, that must be particularly challenging for the graduates that yeah. are literally out of university, starting a new role. You know, it's a, it's a daunting challenge at the best of times. You know, you don't know, getting to know your colleagues and trying to get, get to know them remotely must be, must be really difficult. 
Absolutely. And even for their career path, you know, they're learning. Uh, one of our managers said, like learning by osmosis, you know, you know, even when you think about the way you learned how to make your bed, how did you learn it? No one taught you. You just saw your mother doing that all this time. She tucks it in, she tucks it in. It's the same with engineering, it's the same with job. Sometimes you can just observe somebody in a meeting, how they present a stand up, how they talk, deliver themselves in a scrum. Those learnings, I feel really, it's really hard for the early in career. And we really have to be, we, I suppose, give them that added looking after, you know, and, and use a technology. But it is a challenge for them. And it is a concern for us because right now we're looking at um, the future of work. Mm -hmm. You know, where, what is that going to look like? What is the social fabric going to look like? Are we going to be working one day a week in the office, mm -hmm. a percentage of us and the rest of us at home? So it's, it's understanding. And I think, you got to understand how people are feeling. And I think now more than ever, people have to feel comfortable, have to feel comfortable in their surroundings, have to feel comfortable that they're not going to be infected, that they're not infecting anyone, that they're doing the right thing. You know, their moral compass is on point. So it, 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 it's, been, it's been a challenge. And I think every company has had the same challenge, but we're learning. The government are learning. Everybody's learning. Nobody is proficient at this. No. Nobody knew this, has done this before. Exactly, yeah. And that was actually going to be my very next question in what will the future workplace look like or what will the return to work look like for for cisco i i, I imagine you're already planning that and you're thinking about that yeah any thoughts on that one yeah we're we're because we're an engineering site in galway brian we've already been at this it's called the cisco phase two of return to office so we have access to our building but everybody's still at home and obviously following governmental guidelines that we remain at home but for the collaboration, for the brainstorming, for the whiteboarding that engineers need to do, we have brought small groups back on site, you know, worked with our facilities team to ensure everybody's spaced out um, carefully and that every every protocol is met. But, you know, you have to wear a face mask. You know, you have to have that distance. So it was great to see their colleagues. And I, again, got all their feedback because that's what's really empowering is feedback to understand how did you get on? Everyone said, great to see everyone, but it's very difficult to work with the face mask on, with the social distancing, you know, not able to see people's reactions. Now video is, is outdoing in person because you can see someone smile, you can see somebody agree, you can see somebody, you know, mm, don't know, face mask on, you don't know what they're seeing, you don't know what they're thinking. So we started that and we're now looking at, as I said, a pilot on the future of work getting the feedback. A lot of our engineers now will be brought into different focus groups or workshops to understand where and how it'll, it'll happen because it's not going to be one size fits all. And, we, you know, even on a call I was on this morning, our, our office in Dublin is salespeople. They're on the road a lot. They come into the office maybe once a week. Up until COVID, we were 75% occupied at all times in our office because our engineers really enjoyed coming to office, but they really worked well coming to office so there's a lot of challenges and it's not something that will be fixed overnight but you know in true Cisco form they're already on it you know and we are always being looked at as a pilot for the future for work and how that will operate so time will tell how we'll be doing this you know time will tell indeed well the best of luck with, with all of that it certainly has many challenges but um time, yeah time and a lot of planning will I'm sure you'll you'll make the right decisions yeah, and feedback from your employees. I mean, absolutely. and it sounds like you're really doing that with all the surveys. So that's absolutely the right way to go about it. And I think, you know, back to the great place to work, you know, senior leadership making decisions for people, 
and especially now is not fair. You have to empower everybody. It's a family. We all have an opinion and everybody's opinion is valued and everybody's feeling. I think with COVID, everybody's opinion, nobody can, you know, shove their opinions on you. You have to listen and appreciate this is where I'm coming from. And this is where you're coming from. And I think that's what we've achieved and we want to continue to achieve that there's an open door policy on opinions, you know. How are you finding it from an individual perspective? How are you finding, you know, managing your own well-being, your own kind of routine as you, as you work from home? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned earlier, Brian, I live on my own. I don't have my own family. I have a fantastic extended family. I have brothers living in Dublin um, and I have a family in Galway as well. But it's been challenging. And I have to say, I'm very grateful for my experiences, my own personal experiences life. I lost my mother to depression, Brian. So I know what it's like for somebody to live in a tough world mentally. And I've seen it as a young child. And knowing that, and, and I often say this in the most probably contradictory way, I learned by my mother's misfortune. I've learned how easy it is to get into that world of depression, how something, a trauma in someone's life can affect them. And I very much empower myself with, you know, I love my glass of wine. I love my nights out. I love indulging in food. I love to cook, but I also know I love to exercise. And that doesn't mean I'm not a marathon runner. I'm certainly not a triathlon runner, but I, I am definitely somebody to get out there and walk you know, mindfulness, practicing gratitude, connecting with people. At the beginning of COVID, I did virtual walk and talks. I made sure every other day that I pinged one of my girlfriends or one of my nieces or one of my brothers said, right, you get out, walk, I'll walk and we'll talk together. And, and it, you know, it created a camaraderie and it just morphed into something that was happening every week. Obviously then the cocooners, I was supporting them. That helped me because my own parents have passed away. So, you know, I, I think I've thought of my father so much. I'm so glad I didn't lose him in, in the middle of COVID. Yeah. I think funerals must have been the hardest part of all of this because for me, my dad was lucky enough to get to 91 years of age. We celebrated his life at his funeral. I see now people don't get that opportunity. It's, yeah. it's so restricted, you know, so I it's, it's gratitude that has kept me going and also perspective. And I think we're all doing a little bit of that. I think some people just sometimes don't practice it enough to help them and it causes a lot of anxiety for them, you know, and they run away with their thoughts. And as I said, I, I'm very proud to have had my mother's experience. And I know that sounds ridiculous, mm -hmm. but her experience has helped me grow with my own mental health, because I think that's what triggers your, your view on life, your view on your diet, your view on your exercise and the important things. So I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky, uh, Brian, and thanks for asking me that question. I, I, I feel very lucky that even though I'm on my own and I think loneliness is probably a huge part of COVID for a lot of people. I have always ensured I've had a network of friends. I've always ensured I've had a, a demographic of people, not just my own age. I have friends who are much older than me and I have friends who are much younger than me. Just to give me a broad spectrum of how people are thinking, you know, and not be tunnel visioned into in a one way of thinking. Well, thanks so much for sharing that, Sheila. That was, that was you know, lovely and poignant as well. You know, your experiences with your mum and your dad. And it's it's it is really fitting to this, to share that this is in October. It's the Green Ribbon Month. The Sea Change, a wonderful campaign, and it delayed from May. So it's lovely to be able to mention that as well. And I'd encourage everyone to wear their green ribbon and to have that conversation about mental health. And as mm. you said, like that, it's, yes, it's okay not to be okay. And if you have a you know what sounds like a really open workplace uh, that Cisco is, and with someone like you working there as a site engagement leader. I mean, I think it sounds like it's a very safe space to, to have those conversations. But thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
not at all. It's, it's actually, it's, it's enjoyable to talk about it because I talk about it with such pride, which I know does not make any sense, you know, to talk about pride with mental health. But I am proud because I was given the opportunity to learn. Yeah, absolutely. You should be. Yeah. And it, it, it's great that you can share that, that wisdom with others as well. So really happy to do that on the podcast today. Great. Thanks so much for that, Sheila. That was, I really and really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, for anyone that wants to maybe catch catch up with yourself to find out more about you and the work you do, um, where could they go? Um, my LinkedIn profile is probably where I share a lot, especially a lot of the engagement stuff, because um, I've done a lot of phone calls with other companies. I suppose the one thing I love about Galway and the, the Information Technology Association of Galway, ITAG, we have phenomenal members within that. And we always work together. We're not working in silos. We're sharing knowledge. You know, as I said earlier in the call, all these all multinationals are phenomenal employees. They're phenomenal benefits, you know, but it's it's actually the Irish people that are driving a lot of the local initiatives. So my LinkedIn is where I would put up a lot of the, the virtual stuff we've been doing, the engaging stuff we've been doing. It's probably the easier. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. But LinkedIn is probably more my professional profile where you'll see. And, and I'm very happy to share, as I said, you know, anything to share and help promote positive well-being in life in Ireland, especially, uh, is something I'm very proud to do. Well, thanks so much. We'll be sure to I'll link to your LinkedIn profile in, in the show notes. You're, you're a fantastic ambassador for not just Cisco, but for Galway as well. So oh, well. <laughs> thank you so much for your time, Sheila. Not at all, Brian. It was a pleasure. Lovely chatting with you. Take care. And that is a wrap. A big thank you for listening right to the end of this episode of the WorkWell podcast. If you're interested in learning more about workplace well-being, if you want to educate yourself in this area, then head on over to workwellinstitute.org, where I'm launching my online education programs. You can learn all about my eight-step framework for developing a workplace wellness program that lasts, and that's through a self-paced online program. So go to workwellinstitute.org to find out more. Now, to stream or download more podcasts, you can go to workwellpodcast.com. You'll also find show notes for each episode there. Original music for this podcast was composed by my great friend, Greg Clifford. I would love if you could head over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I know it's a pain. I know it's, it's a chore. It's an awful chore, isn't it? But it would be very much appreciated if you could do so. If you like what you heard today, please do share this episode with your friends so they too can discover the podcast. And finally, if you have any suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear on the show, email me directly, brian at workwellpodcast.com. Remember to work well, wash your hands, stay safe, and I will see you on the next episode.